You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. Welcome to episode two of Talking With Friends. I'm Josh Chernoff from Mind of the Meaning Podcast, and these are my friends. First, we'll start with my brother from the same mother and father because he's just my brother, Fred Chernoff. Fred is here. Good to have you here. And the tan man himself, Calvin Tan, is joining us once again, as he is contractually obligated to do. And last, but certainly not least... Mangle by name, Mangle by reputation, Matt Mangle is here uh, sporting a very interesting shirt. For those of you who are watching the video of this, uh, that is Mangle getting, uh, getting some height there on a leg drop onto yours truly. So good times. It's back in uh, April of 2002, so almost 19 years ago. Long you can tell by ago. the quality of the video shot. The qu- yeah. yeah. Hey, I was going to say had. the quality of the jump. I was going to say, yeah. The quality of the jump has, has gotten better with age, sir. And it's <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, it's nice to have you here. Uh, I do want to I do want to point out that um, Mangle has, has some really nice uh, lighting behind him. Um, Fred, I want to thank you for taking a, a moment, uh, or I guess thank whoever was interrogating you to, uh, for stepping out of the room for a few minutes so that we could, uh, I, Fred just has that one light dangling over him. It looks like, um, it's like the team is, is coming. Yeah. Oh, and Calvin, and Calvin Tan is gone. <laughs> the, no, but Fred, Fred, actually, what do you have? You've got like the, uh, the backgrounds cut out, right? But what's kind of cool about it is the background's cut out, but it looks like you're just in a dark room. Like, it doesn't look like... So, I I like it. I think it's good. It's the the absence of light. Uh, And I, of course, am coming to you... Yeah, I'm I'm coming to you from the Shern office, as it's been called. Um, And uh, for those watching, if you've noticed, I got a little little gig right here on my face. Uh, My almost nine-month-old son just grabbed a hold of my cheek and... The rest is history, but I taught him well. I taught him well. Yes. Uh, you've never met him, but he taught him well because he is a pandemic baby. So, uh, he, uh, has never met anyone, but, uh, we are here today to say thank you to all of you who tuned into the first episode. Kind of crazy that uh, anyone wanted to listen to what we had to say, talking about the TWF and back in the day. Uh, but even crazier that people enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, what, what did you guys... Uh, what was the feedback you guys got uh, on the show? Everybody says it's pretty good. I don't know, yeah. I don't know why, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, all positive. I'll all positive. Yeah. Well, it's I all think we're going to delve into more topics this week. 
Yeah, you, yeah. We're not just going to talk about the same thing we talked about last time. You oh, we do- did so much more. Like we built back then, right? Like we built a whole stage entrance. Which oh, Fred, yes, you yes. About that. didn't well, exist in the Indies. You know, no, it we didn't. Had a, we we had video good. packages that didn't exist at the time yeah. either for Indies. So we, we did a lot. Yes, we were always trying to one up the the Indies and what else was out there because we had to we had to compete with what we had, which was some creativity, I guess. We didn't have a lot of uh, in ring talent, uh, but yeah. uh, we, we uh, I mean, my, my myself and Mangle aside, of course. Um, no, but you know what, but we, uh, you doing the stage. So Fred built the stage. I mean, we all helped in the sense that we were, we were there and, and, you know, kind of as his, yeah, as his crew, as gremlins, if you will. But, uh, but Fred designed and built this stage. Um, but I think let's, let's back up for a second. I don't remember how this came about. Like, did he just throw it out? And then we were like, yeah, I can do that. Is that what happened? Probably, probably. I was I was coming up with ideas because there. I mean, it's kind of a whole other thing, but the um the projector for the videos and all that, which was really hard back then. Like no stores carried these things, and it was expensive. And I, I think Mangle, I think you got like a credit card or something. We, to... Well, no, we had to get the Comp USA. Well, the Comp, Comp USA. I thought that was the but, screen, right? Or that was the projector, that was the, the fourteen hundred dollar was... projector. <laughs> I had the cosign for it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Against my will, we're supposed to be going to a movie, I believe. We go into the store. Fred has a, has an itch and, and a fire under him. Um, hopefully, he doesn't have that now in his interrogation room. But um, no, he got a shot for that. Oh, perfect. So, um, <laughs> they have a shot for that. Oh, but anyway, it's he, called um, penicillin, Mangle. You don't need to <laughs> suffer, Matt. <laughs> so anyway, uh, hemorrhoids. First hemorrhoid joke of the, of the show. So anyway, hemorrhoids is what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I had had to co-sign on on a man's card uh, and hope that he paid it. Was it you? Was it you and Fred? Might have been. Or no, no, no. It was, it was, uh, uh, our friend Biz and I had to, had to do it. That's what it was. I co-signed. Okay. So it was you. uh, Yes. It was you and Biz. Um, you guys will probably hear about Biz. You'll never hear from Biz, but you'll probably hear about Biz. Yeah, as this show goes sure. on, it's inevitable, especially when we talk about like the 2002 yeah. era, um, which is that that's what we're talking about, which is yes. a little bit ahead of it. What, what we discussed. Yeah. Last so last time we talked about we talked about all our stuff in 99 in, in the uh, Teenage Wrestling Foundation. But we should talk about when the TWF came back in 2002 and we were all legal adults and I became the youngest uh, wrestling promoter in Pennsylvania history. Um, right. So Which was, I mean, people was, may um, have tied me by now because I was 18. You can't get any younger than 18, so I don't know. People may have tied me, uh, but at the um, time I was the youngest. Um, so we so we ran we ran two really two shows in in the teenage league and and had posters and everything out marketing the third show that never ended up happening and that got shut down by the state athletic commission because we were yeah. all underage with or, a fun story not, not about all. Dino Santa, which I brought up recently on something. I don't remember. I do so many shows. I don't know. Mind of the Meanie. It was on there. It was on mind of the Meanie. Yes. So, so that's, that's yeah. Dino Santa, that, that time was in between incarnations of TWF. And then um, the time of the projector and all that was when we were coming back to do it for real, that we're going to hire right. wrestlers and, and, uh, do this legit and, that, so, and that's so. a fun one to talk about because that's when when real wrestlers started coming into the mix uh for instance our first show that we did there in 2002 it was, it was february i want to say 17th 2002 
same um, night the uh, NWO debuted. Yes, the same night the NWO <laughs> yeah. debuted, which we did not know was going to happen good, when we booked that. Good, um, good booking, Josh. Good booking. Yeah, yeah, that was all me. Um, but uh, now I remember when uh, when Vince McMahon spun around in that chair with the uh, whiteout on it, and uh, it was uh, it was it was a little uh, upsetting when we found out when they were coming back. Um, but we were doing that show. It was called Back from Beyond because our big show had been Beyond the Grave. That was our big show at the Fort Washington Expo Center. Uh, and, and again, I talked about last week, go to uh, Fight TV and you can find um, the, the retrospective that myself, Calvin, and uh, Noah Sokoloff did on that. But uh, yeah, man, so we, we uh, were coming back and some of the, one of the first people we signed was uh, Kevin Matthews. Who everybody knows now as the uh, WrestlePro promoter, um, taking Alaska by storm, um, and Kevin uh, was one of the yeah he was one of the first people we signed and ended up on that show playing a couple of different characters and we'll get to that in a minute right. too. Um, I think he even he even wrestled he did like one or two moves I think that night too, um, but uh, yeah so. We uh, we decided this needed to be something special. It needed to be bigger. We need what what do you do to to make a mark? Well, nobody in the indies now. Everybody in the indies has like a, a LED screen. Yeah. Nobody had any entrance videos or screens or anything like that. And uh, yeah, that's that's something we. I mean, we've talked about a lot that it, it would be hard to do what we did nowadays. I mean, it would be easy to do, but it would be hard to stand out. Yeah. Because oh, we wouldn't. So we wouldn't stand out at all. And I think the, there's an aspect right. of the creativity maybe that would stand out. Um, the, just, well, yeah, yeah. Creativity is there, but I think that everything we did from the the hardware and things that we needed to do it to the the ability to to edit together videos. Like my my daughter who's in elementary school could edit an entrance video now. Like that's yeah. I yeah. Mean, it, that's uh, where we live in. And that was a bit. I, I think that that was a big. Um, that was my, you know, we, we were a part of a web series too. And I remember when people really loved when we, we did this web series back in 2007, uh, 2008, I'm sorry, 2008. And one of the things people loved was our quote unquote, uh, professional style, uh, opening credits. And when we brought it back for one last season in God, I don't even know when that in 2006, 2017, maybe 16, 17. Already at that point, I just had like a little bumper where in the beginning where the logo came up. I forgot who it was, but someone asked like, oh, you're not going to do like a a opening credits. And what I said was like, it's kind of a waste of time because that was one of much like the entrance videos for the TWF in 2002. In 2008, these opening credits for a sitcom show that we were able to do was so impressive. And now there's 46 free apps on your phone that could do something just as good, if not better than what I would have been able to come up with. So yeah, I was just like, man, we're not going to waste our time with it. And again, that's why things wouldn't have stood out. We had a lot of dressing um, very much in the way of people always talk about ECW, um, how Paul Heyman was able to accentuate the positives and mask the negatives of his talent. Not saying our talent was on the level of ECW talent, but oh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was the whole product. We were masquerading the yes, the whole the product. We were just kind of covering it. Um, but now, so now we had the opportunity. Um, there were only a few holdovers from the from the original, and you know, and some of those holdovers like Fred, yourself, and Calvin. 
uh, were backstage or camera or working the camera or doing something like that. Um, right, Calvin and I were running the, the actual production. We were running the show. entrance videos yeah. and the music. So you like, were no longer which, wrestling, which, yeah, talk, right? talk about like how, I mean, with the projector and everything, the way it worked at the time, we, we had no idea what we were doing, but we had we had a projector that was hooked up to a little television so, so I could see what was happening. And we had a DVD player that we used. I don't even know what the program was, but we, we met each entrance video was like a different chapter on a DVD and there was a yeah. menu. So I just found one of those DVDs from one of our, maybe like our oh, third man. show or something. I found it. I put it in the DVD player and it was still that. And it was like, like you just gotta, such you a, black... the, uh, a shot of that menu into the, into this video. I'll see. Well, you know what? I think I have like a an actual. I think I have a screenshot. I took a picture of it on my screen, so I'll have to find when I, I sent that to you guys. So, so I'll find it. So I'll start but, looking while so you tell the, the story. The the way it worked, we had we, the projector, which by the way was I mean it was very expensive, but it was not any good. It it, it couldn't it couldn't project unless really un or be visible unless you were in complete basically the darkness that I'm in right now. Right. Um, and, the room, and this is the room a fourteen hundred dollar projected. The lumens aren't up the par with today. No, right. not at all. It's, today it's obviously, it obviously not HD back then, and and it was not. It was nothing like what you can have in a little like Pico projector now. Um, and it, so it, we were working with that. But the the kicker was that we had we had to hide the fact that it was going to after every entrance, it was going to go back to this menu. So Calvin's job. Every time that I was about to to stop a video playing, Calvin had to put the lens back on or the uh, cover back on top of the projector lens. <laughs> I forgot about the lens cap. So yeah, that's yeah. That's we timed it right. Also, uh, at, at that time, like ECW didn't even have video entrances, no, right. um, and I believe that most of the indie shows that we went to, the entrance music that people were using was from the WWF CDs. So they were using like <laughs> right. Ken Shamrock's entrance right. music. Gang uh, here it is back from music. beyond. I'll show it up here, but I'll, I'll edit it so you guys oh, can see it, but it'll, I'll be editing it in here. Um, yeah. So, so, so not yeah, only did so. we have custom entrance videos, but, but we also had some custom uh, entrance music too, which was different from other Indies, you know, yes. cause they and were all big, using like part WWF of that. tracks. Uh, so a big part of that, and, and it was the entrance videos, and it was the stage, which I'll get back to that story, and everything that we were doing, we wanted to stand out for the fans, but also, we were we were all still very young, and Josh being, who's, who's basically two to three years younger than the rest of us, and he was in charge, and we needed the credibility bringing in outside talent who, mm -hmm. who are legit pro wrestlers and are, and are going to be coming in and, and working for us. So part of it was that, what, what our hope was, and it actually worked, was that when, when these men and women came in to work for us and we were just starting to do our technical run-through and those videos came up on the screen, they saw the stage, they they thought, well, this is this company's going to be something. And that's, they yeah. were wrong. But and, they, and, they, yeah. Yeah. And, but, and even if they didn't think it was going to be something, I think they all, and if you ask them today, and I know, you know, I mean, at least Kevin Matthews still says it to me, but he's he said it to other people in front of me, so I'll, you know, assume it's how he really feels. <laughs> But I think even if they weren't thinking like, oh, this is going to be something I need to hitch myself to them because this is going to take me to the top. Because I don't think they were thinking that. No, I don't think that. Uh, based on the houses we were drawing. But <laughs> I think one thing that they knew and something we all took a lot of pride in was on my end, they always got paid. 
didn't matter who showed up. There were envelopes with their names on it that had the had their pay in it before the show started. And that was something, and maybe that was coming from the mindset of someone who wanted to be a wrestler. I, you know, knew the importance of taking care of the wrestlers. But the other thing was I think they really um just knew they were gonna have fun. They knew they were gonna be involved in some story. We never had just random indie matches until a little later. Well, I, and we'll talk about that. I think I think that's that's true with the with the videos also because in, in that initial show that you just showed the menu from mm-hmm. at that point we hadn't met a lot of these wrestlers and we had no footage of them so later right. on we would work footage into their entrance videos and at the beginning it was just sort of generic ironically it was pretty much what wwe does now where it's just their name <laughs> yeah. and some background right you know, but, but but to but to the workers coming in they saw they would see their name come up with a custom entrance video and what other indie company was doing that for someone you know, that's, yeah no who who cared about this random guy they were booking you mm-hmm. know because that's really all it was at that point we had no storylines going into it so but our first our first um show was to crown a brand new pennsylvania champion since fred had now retired from in the ring and was working backstage but before we get to that um i, I think it's really it's it's fun the kind of the story of how we put this whole stage together but it was almost like the stage was kind of like the uh went along with the whole process because we also had built me an office um which believe it or not we had actual meetings we had uh 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 rob ecos who is now whatever the hell his name is in nxt but he was robbie e actually sent in a video that arrived at the office um yeah the office was a storage unit in the back of our uh, grandfather's office. There was, they used uh, to which store was in the back of a shopping the holiday, center. The holiday decorations for the shopping center were stored yeah. back there. So what we had was this little like storage unit, which I believe used to be like, wasn't there like some sort of like hot tub thing or something? Once upon a time, wasn't that I like the story? There was, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was long gone by then. Um, otherwise, we would we'd still be soaking today. But um, uh, it it was. Uh, just a tiny, I shouldn't say a tiny room. It's about four yep, times the size of a pretty decent office I'm sitting in right now. Um, it was absurd. We had like a waiting area that was separated by half walls. Well, well, we first, first, when, I, I want to I say when Josh was going to design this, or he did design this office and he laid it out and he drew it out in like graph paper or something like that. Uh, and I, the design, that's giving me too much credit. It was probably whatever <laughs> piece of paper or napkin paper. was, you know. The, the room was a long rectangle and and you, you come in the door on the one side and it's just it's a long room deep room i guess you'd say and and josh got this little desk and he wanted the design was for this little desk to be in the center in the back of the room that you're going to come in like that there's nothing else there and it's just this like this desk like, with a couple of chairs in front of it like like i don't know if that was supposed to be impressive looking but i, I and i said to him i came in there one day and i said i'm thinking about this and it's it's going to look ridiculous. So, I said, so, so we're going to turn, we're going to turn your desk sideways and have like a little version shine it of what up you imagine. Nice. <laughs> we're going to have a tinier version of what you imagine and in the front. We're going to do something different. Right. And, and we did some awesome stuff in there, but so it's funny. You're saying like, was it supposed to be impressive? The idea of it was there was this aspect of me that was so uncomfortable because I knew I was this, this kid that I I, in fact, didn't want anything big. My whole idea was, you know, we were given this the giant space. The desk was not space. very big. What's that? 
The desk no, the desk was not big. I needed a little desk so I could do like my editing. It was a, a tiered desk, so it wasn't yeah, like it was. Desk. Yeah, it was computer desk. It wasn't like it was a desk for people to come, you know, sit down and let me you know, talk to them about how we make movies. But like, it was you know, I, there was this giant room that you're never going to turn down a giant room. I'm not going to be like, no, find me something smaller. Um, but I didn't want some big like production you know like i didn't i didn't want that but in turn you were right it would have been absolutely horrible um but uh but yeah to kind of like wrap up with the office we basically uh we we all built again fred was kind of the mastermind and the the lead uh uh contractor on the uh he, he was the gc of the I job no idea what i was doing um but i mean dude we leveled the floor and we if did, by yeah. leveling the floor, I think we ended up making other parts. Made it, made it like a level, like a slope yeah. instead yeah. of where it was abrupt before. <laughs> we put down tiling. We put down the Carpet tiling. tiles, regular tiles. We created this fake marble pattern in, in what was supposed to be like the lobby that had was it was a it like star. Your, your like it was a star or something? No, well, like our original plan was like, oh, maybe we'll do like the S, which is the, this S was, that's on my you know the shirt off like, S. There was now. like a light marble and then like a dark border and then something in the middle so it was like a marble yeah it was like a white and gray marble and these are all just uh uh like sticky uh like a laminate laminate tiles yeah and uh and then we had a black one that was just a border around um which was cool and then the inside was like ended up being some sort of like star ish type design because we're like we can do this and that and then we're like yeah no, no, no we can't do that let's just put something down but uh but it was cool because in a lot of it when designing my, my home studio and office here, um, you know, back then I had these built-in shelves like in those half walls that had a lot of like my wrestling figure collection. And yep. after that was done, I mean, it was another almost 20 years before I got an office again where I was able to put my wrestling figure collection back out on display, uh, which is kind of neat that I'm able to do that now. But um, And I even have up, you can't see it here, but I even have my signed Al Snow action figure, which used to hang on the wall in my office there. Because if you're going to impress people, you impress them with a a, a, a one of 100... Uh, Al Snow signed, <laughs> but no, but I think now now it's become really popular for people to display their Hasbro yeah. collections and things like like you were doing that in that office a long time ago. Yeah, uh, it wasn't popular when I was doing it. Um, it wasn't cool. No, it wasn't cool at all. Still, we built still, we built still that out. Argued whether or not it was it's cool today, we built, but we built that office out, and it was kind of like a chilling area in the back, and and um, this sort of waiting area in the front because obviously there's going to be so much business that you need to give people the chance to wait. And you needed in that, the same room. Yeah, in the no same difference. room, in the same room where I was just going to, what the what the hell was I going to do? Like, honestly, what what was <laughs> and, my game and, plan? And for, well, and for I mean, the, it became people, like a hangout place. Right. It, well, well, that's, yeah. that's absolutely what it became. But for the um, for the people who are going to be waiting in this room that's connected to yeah. the, the room where he's having the meeting with no division, mm-hmm. we hung a television on the wall because we found one uh, wrapping around. This leads into the stage. Yeah, we hung it a couple wrapping, times. Wrapping around the the TWF office was a larger unfinished storage area, and in the back of that, we found this old television. This is before there were flat screens and all. So mm-hmm. we got a we got a wall mount, but didn't really understand about <laughs> properly anchoring things to drywall. And we yeah. and we stuck that thing up there, and yeah, it came in one day, and it was it was no longer it, on the it wall. It wasn't it wasn't on the wall anymore. But we but TVs were made differently back then, so that son of a bitch was still in sure. in good condition. Um, hey. You also filmed uh, 
my entrance, I believe, uh, Sassy Mike Molassi, and we mm -hmm. filmed uh, in the back in hallway. The grocery store behind all that, we filmed uh, Big Lou. Yeah. And in the parking yeah. lot, uh, him stealing a shopping cart and trying to steal a car. So right. A lot of our. I think he's trying to steal a hubcap. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, yeah. A, a lot of our footage are, that we used for the for the show was filmed at yeah. that office. There, the there are a lot of uh, like backstage. Um, Calvin and my entrance video with the uh, fire. Your, yeah, your entrance videos, and I'm making notes as we gifts, talk about it. What the, the timestamp is on this? Because I want to see just in case. And I apologize to anyone who's like, "Oh man, we're about to see something." Well, I might not be able to find it. Um, but uh, we, we had definitely to, we had to fire gifts or gifs or whatever you want to call them. Oh yeah, God! They were pixel. They were like eight bit uh, fire things for your entrance music, your entrance okay. video. But we filmed all the stuff. There was this long hallway, so we filmed it. And it was almost. It was pretty cool. It was like Manga would walk, and then he would like pause, and then Calvin would get in the place, and then we would play again. And now, I mean, nowadays, what would we have done? We would have thrown Calvin on a green screen, and we would have put him in whenever right. we want. Like it, it's, and that's it was, you know, I think that it was, was a cool fun though. It was a good hallway to use because it looked almost like in the like behind the scenes in an arena. Yeah, which, and so we actually did. There were there's definitely I know I can find this somewhere. There's there's uh, footage of we've got Mangle backstage. Um, yeah, just he's backstage there doing his like he's arriving at the arena. Uh, the arena being Skate Three Hundred Nine for that uh, right, right, for that right, one. But right. we had you know Mangle's showing up with his belt and he's uh, this belt that's right behind me here and. Uh, He's showing up with that, and Fred was actually like a backstage interviewer. Um, oh, that, yeah, that didn't go well at all. We were, we were having a lot cool. of fun, though. And, and, and sometimes, you know, I look at it and I go, like, we could make such a better production today. We've made better production since then. Oh, e easily, but it wouldn't matter as much. But it, not only would it not matter, I think the fact that we had a camcorder and, uh, and, and dreams – uh, is what made it so much fun because well, I, I, we yeah. were able to, you know, they always say like on a shoestring budget or, you know, uh, uh, wine on a beer budget. Like we were, we were doing wine on like a, uh, a non-brand name bottle of water budget. Like it was, but I, I you know, think, I think it's like, like you we weren't doing wine. Uh, we were doing beer on that non-brand name, you know, but <laughs> You made you made the point about ECW, and again, not not in any way to compare what we did to that, but it's the same idea that that ECW was if ECW was starting up today, they they probably would have a harder time standing out because mm -hmm. their production would be so good. Yeah, that's they didn't have those capabilities back then, so they went with what they had and made it. And they special. did all those amazing, you know, the back the the way that they did the um like the Pulp Fiction uh, right. end montage. Their entire show was put together because they just did not have. The, I mean, their entire show was an infomercial for their tapes, um, but they they didn't. You know, for those promos when they would do the whole Pulp Fiction deal at the end, um, that showed their characters in a way that um, that WWF at the time and WCW wouldn't have ever thought to have done. Because they had incredible lighting and great sets and backstage and they can do this and they can do that yeah. and they've got arenas full of people it's, that they're, you know. It's almost as if ECW was on the reality TV edge of things before reality, reality TV became a thing, mm -hmm. right? Because the way they portrayed the wrestlers, the promos, it was like reality TV. It, it was yeah. believable, right? you know, the way they did all that. Yeah, and I, I think... Uh, 
you know, especially like we talked about on uh, uh, that was extreme me, Meany and Gertner uh, when we did the episode on Taz, that Taz's uh, promos and the way that that was all produced lent itself to getting him over. So then when he showed up in the ring, oh, yeah. you believed what you were about to see. And then of course, physically he delivered. Um, right. But anyway, so, so we, uh, but, I, but I, I think, I think that that's um, to then compare that to what we were doing. And, and it's just one of many reasons that we weren't very successful, but we transitioning from what we, we talked about last time with the, the teenage league that we, we had, you had this idea really to be this, this like little league. So right. now here we are as adults and we're going to have this more legitimate professional wrestling company. Mm-hmm. And, and now our goal was to be, we wanted to, we wanted eventually probably to get like picked up as, as like a WWE developmental or something. We, I feel we, we like we that was like the, the more or less unspoken uh, end game. Like we, we wanted to be, a we, mi- weren't, a we weren't rolling Alexander, uh, God rest his soul. <laughs> You know, think it was sitting there backstage at, at Raw right. going, maybe one day this, you know, my my promotion in the garage can become that. Like, right. we were as, so- as overinflated, uh, overinflated as our uh, views of ourselves and what we were doing was, we also were still grounded enough to just be like, okay, but we kind of get who we are. But the problem in that was that, I mean, it was, it was, it, it was both a, a blessing and a curse, I guess, is that, mm-hmm. that we, Everything we did from the projectors and the videos to, to the stage, to all of that, everything was designed that we're going to be a small scale version. Instead of being in, we're not going to be an indie show. We're right. going to be a small scale version of the big time. And that, that worked in some ways, but well, in so other we... ways, in other ways, it made it hard for, we weren't innovating anything. We were right. just a watered down version of what you could get. And, and so that brings us to, that's very true. And that brings us to uh, back from beyond um, February of 2002, you know, we, some of the issues that I know, like we always had, and I know I always had was again, this like false sense of importance. Um, yeah. we could have started day one and we're all introduced as this is a tournament to crown the first ever champion for the TWF, which by the way, stood for the wrestling federation because we really wanted to keep TWF. Because that, um, that brand was so important and people yeah. would be really I mean, thank God, all these years later, we have gotten rid of the <laughs> idea of having to brand ourselves TWF no matter what the, they stand for. The acronym's the most important part. But, um, and by the way, thank you all for joining us at, uh, on Talking With Friends. Um, so, TWF. Anyway, um, my point, I didn't know if you guys were getting that. Because you guys are, this is an audio podcast as well, Uh, just as a reminder to everybody. Um, Nobody can hear. It's like you cutting a promo. Oh, we'll talk about promos that were cut that night as well. So uh, So I think what you were getting on is we kind of spent so much time on the storyline. Pennsylvania. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, there's a lot of that. And it's kind of jumping ahead with everything, but, but in how we, we, what we eventually became in that those years with trying to develop a TV show and everything, it really was trying to go down that path of, of like Monday night raw. Yes. Right. Matt, I believe you're raising a finger. Oh, he's trying to like, he, what are you still, yeah, this is for the audio listeners. Oh yeah. Is that a little uh, violin or are you tweaking Fred's, uh, tweaking Fred's niche. Okay. Uh, um, I something possible. 
Yeah, well, we'll get to Nips in a bit, but Mess didn't join us till later. Um, so, no, so yeah, go ahead. no, no. What I was going to say was so, so it came. The story was there. Really, we came out first of all. We had done this amazing show. Uh, we talked about last week, you know, with Beyond the Grave, and how I talked about on the fight special that like I spent the next, you know, almost twenty years trying to chase that high, so to speak, you know, of of what that night felt like. So when we were coming back in two thousand two. We're like, well, we used to be in a ballroom. Well, damn, we got to be in a ballroom. Let's do it. And we went mm-hmm. to the Radisson in uh, Nishamini. Was where was it? Um, well, we always wanted yeah. ballrooms Tre- in Trevos, right? Trevos, from Ben Salem, right? We all we always wanted to run nicer places. We we didn't want to be. It was part of separating ourselves from the other indies that we didn't want to run like VFWs and things like that. We right, and we'd been to that with the. the Dino Santa experience, right? And and one day we'll do a full episode on Dino Santa. That little bastard um but uh but no i i think um what what happened was we didn't realize that okay we can do this nice ballroom but we don't have the fact that we're all in high school or we all just graduated from high school and all of our friends are gonna come and mm-hmm. all the local people are gonna be like what it's upper dublin kids let's see what's going on here and like we ended up in the newspaper and if you remember they ran it late they ran it that day was when the article actually came out, which were like, well, this is helpful. I'm sure, you know, that's going to draw a lot of people. Um, but as Meanie, as Meanie would say, there were, uh, I mean, we had a, a packed house of people uh, dressed as empty chairs. But that's right. we, um, so no, and then, as, you know, we had some issues too um, with with the actual, I want to get back to the stage in a second. Yeah. Um, yeah but I we, that's how we started this whole thing. Yeah, but I mean, well, this is, hey, we're talking with friends. This is what happens. Is. We uh, follow along, people. Try. Hold on tight. Um, pack a lunch, as Meanie would say. Um, I think I'm just spending a lot of time with him. Uh, so every week uh, on the Mind of the Meanie podcast, wherever you, well, what I don't have to sell this to you. If you're listening to this, it's because you subscribe to Mind you of the Meanie. You already know. Um, so, uh, no, I, we, we would... Um, we wanted it to be somewhere classy. Unfortunately, what we didn't realize was when you're doing something like that, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful to wrestling fans, but it was the venue itself. You know, when we do things like later on in 2002, we would, be, we would start running at uh, school gymnasiums and Skate 309, which, you know, an indoor skating rink. And, um, and with that, you're, you're now getting traffic flow. You're getting places you can put up uh, flyers well doing it at the Radisson like we were able to put them in a couple like liquor stores across the street or whatever but you weren't getting I mean this was a hotel off of a main highway this was not a place where people where where, where uh, locals where were we hanging our, out it's where we had our senior prom I yeah it's where we had our senior prom yeah, I think I think it's mainly a business hotel for people coming in for business yeah. they probably stay there yeah and so I so it ended up being uh, it was expensive. We decided we were like, we're going to offer really good food. So we got hoagies and never did that. <laughs> never did that again. Um, but again, we were we were running the same night. As but the, the boys were happy to have something to eat after the show. Um, yeah. But no, so we had a uh, we had a modest, uh, a below modest turnout, I would say. Um, but enough people that it, it you weren't hearing crickets. Um it was it was enough people that you didn't hear the commentators, um, possibly because they weren't saying anything. But uh, we had an ongoing problem um, over the years with with uh, with 
commentary that we that was one thing we could never quite figure out when we were, you know. I blame Calvin, our, our, who ended up becoming an, uh, a professional audio engineer. We did um, not know how to get how to get the well, audio. Well, nobody directly. put me on commentary yeah. duty, right? I was always working the the entrance video audio. Yes, that's true. You gotta remember back, back then. Well, I was just going to say, I wanted to remind back. everybody in case they're saying, well, what about your audio now? Um, the audio now, that little bit of fuzziness that you've been hearing is Mangle's actually doing this via uh, walkie-talkie. So you have to bear with him. Um, his, yeah, I, got, uh, we're I, still... got, I got a walkie-talkie for you. That's oh. where it's going to go. Mm. Anyway. Um, with, uh, what? The, the thing you have to remember that that time period was that there wasn't a lot being done digitally you weren't videoing digitally you were not recording audio digitally so we didn't have a way to, to combine all these files sort of in post-production what, right. what happened was then you were, you were sort of uploading things or digitizing it after the fact and right. the, the when we tried to record to cassette tapes and things like that for the oh, audio dude, we were legitimately it, taking it, a karaoke machine yeah. and recording on cassette tapes it, it ran at a different speed than yeah than the video so, um, so we were always running into problems with that, but somewhere there's a cassette sorry, I, I tape. I cut you of, off somewhere about the commentary. No, somewhere there's a cassette tape of, of Joel Gertner uh, and right. Sassy Mike Molassi. Um, who Sassy Mike Molassi? Basically, it was Joel Gertner and the Blue Meanie combined with a little of Mike Green, and there's Sassy Mike Molassi. Yeah. But uh, so I get to every month on uh, AdFreeShows.com, I get to be sandwiched between uh, the inspirations of Sassy Mike Molassi. Um, no, no pun intended. No, uh, I get to be hoagie. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get I, I'm I'm the I'm the uh, solid rod in between their. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, some people really. listening don't know what a hoagie is. Yeah, that's true. We actually have a um, lot of listeners from uh, from other countries and other states. A uh, long sandwich. Yeah, some people will call it a hero. Um, some Submarine people will call. Sandwich. Submarine, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you're familiar with Subway, uh, Subway, which by the way, plays a pretty large role in uh in production uh efforts and that video Mangle was talking about earlier with Big Lou and Sassy Mike Molassi doing their training montage. Uh, a lot of those videos took place um at uh oh. If you watch So So Chernoff this past month, there's actually a clip of Sassy Mike Molassi. Uh, eating a hoagie, sitting at a weight bench. That's actually in the old Fort Washington subway. Um, so our friend, uh, our our old friend, he was a good friend, uh, Biz Cheney. Oh, should I say it? Well, well who cares? Uh, so Biz, uh, <laughs> Biz was a uh, follow him on social media. Uh, I'm sure he'll love to say hi to you. Um, Biz, uh, his parents owned a subway. So we used yeah. to hang out there and we would... Uh, We'd you know eat subway sandwiches, but we'd go after and there, hours. And there was a subway. There was a subway in the uh, shopping center. There's a subway in the shopping center was too. So we exactly. a lot of our meetings, and everything we'd be eating subway. It was just yeah. Calvin Tam would get himself some Snapple, time. roll the empty bottle back and forth on the on the uh, conference room table, and uh, and that hey, was pretty. Any tickets? You could oh. sell five tickets. All right, uh, let, all right, we're gonna take uh, a break. That's a story for right. another day. Right. No, 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 we gotta tell it. All right. Oh my god. Yeah. So we're um, having a meeting. This is in 2002. This is a few show. Uh, no, this is right before the show that is depicted on Mangle's shirt. Which, by the way, Mangle, I gotta give you credit. That that was a pretty. Uh, I uh, as the kids say, I popped for that. That's a uh, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, that's. That's fantastic. Um, we had but, so you have to, to set this up, and it's kind of goes to you saying like uh, we're kind of 
full of ourselves and what we were trying to do. We were trying to be so legitimate that we we incorporated, and so we had to have yes and no. Was really doing- yes and no. It wasn't so much to be legitimate as it was fear of uh, getting sued. Right, but we were trying to do things the right way. I mean, yeah. and had and I known the so- right way that promoters do it in real in the real world is they just use fake names and PayPal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they use PayPal. Yeah. But we didn't know there was LLCs. I'll get you. I want to get you on PayPal. I, I don't know. That's just a make believe. I can't. Mangle, you can't think of any any no, promoter like no, that, of course, right? Of course not. No, of course. I hope I hope the GoPro guys are listening. They'll appreciate it. Not many people can sweat through a leather jacket. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that is a story for another day. But we'll go anyway. So anyway. so anyway, anyway, so so we. We had an actual corporation set up, which meant we had to have these monthly meetings and and take notes and have and have stock and all this other stuff that didn't make any sense. And so, so we all wore like multiple hats. So we had our like our like corporate board meeting, and then our our like production meeting and our creative mm-hmm. meeting. There were so many meetings separated really only meeting. by multiple trips to Subway. That was pretty. That was pretty much it. It was like corporate meetings done. Let's go to Subway. We come back. And it's like, all right, our uh, merchandise meeting is done. Lines. Let's go. Yeah, let's go to Subway, and we'll come back and we'll talk about our storylines and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know which which of those meetings this was. I guess this was like a production or something. I don't know. I don't know. Something hey, real like quick, by the way, I said merchandise. Be sure to go over to parcelingtees.com slash mind of the meanie and pick up uh, your very own TWF talking with friends t-shirt. That is right. It is a TWF shirt uh, that I am really, really hoping it's, it's to your right, Fred. The logo is to your right. Um, It's yeah, it's right over there. There it is. Um, But uh, we're really hoping that uh, these sell uh, better than the original TWF shirts, which by the way, we might be doing some giveaways at some point down the line of the original TWF shirts. And by giveaways, we might charge you. Um, so anyway, uh, go, yeah, go personallytees.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, continue. So we're in a meeting <laughs> and Josh had, had laid out an expectation at the previous meeting that we were all going to attempt to sell tickets to the upcoming show. Skate 309 the pro- show, yeah. The problem with that was that we were all best friends so we obviously had our families but beyond that who are you really going to go to because we all had this we all had each other and kind of like a periphery of the second yeah. tier of friends that we all knew so we're all going to the same several people yeah and so, so no it's one like was really Ma- like i know like well. mangle grabbed like a couple people he knew through like through like baseball or something mm-hmm. and like i would grab from the neighborhood and i'd uh, grab like my like you know jack and dave and like people like that from, from high school people. like yeah you could grab like a few people here and there but that was really each of us maybe had like two or three at most at most right. and then when you factor in fred you and i being brothers that cuts down it's not even like we're bringing unique family from right. each other so you so, know so so needless to say we come to this meeting and josh is sorely disappointed in everyone and how how yep. uh, little little yep. we'd sold well i and, think the goal uh, was everyone needed to sell five tickets <laughs> and yeah with i think like a deep down expectation that everyone had at least sold one you know and then we get to our good you can take it from here. all caps good friend bismod and biz uh 
Biz was never a wrestling fan. Never. Uh, but Biz was a you know a, a lifelong friend of of Matt and uh, and pretty much Matt and Calvin and and then had been friends with us for the last couple of years with me and Fred. Fred knew him since high school. Uh, plenty he, of fun he, high he, school stories. He hated me since uh, ninth grade because he asked to borrow my Mortal Kombat game and I didn't know who he was, so I told him <laughs> no and, and he held that against me. So Biz kind of like, um, he played hard, uh, 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 fast and loose with the English language. Like Biz was kind of like, so he, he kind of, he would say things in ways like he would get, he would get very serious, very like emotional about things. And like, so pretty much, so Biz had a girlfriend uh, back then and uh that's a whole episode in itself oh that's a that's a, a series um but so biz had a, um biz had a girlfriend so there was kind of this expectation that he very at least could have you know sold a ticket to his girlfriend or sold a ticket to his friend scott like maybe a, a maybe a, a two-pack to both scott and his girlfriend I, right I maybe his, at the because i think they were hanging out together around that time a lot right Definitely. Rumor and innuendo. Yeah. Um, I will Melt, say Meltzer that, says they were. <laughs> I'll say that his girlfriend did help to paint the the walls in the TWF office. I came in one time probably with some sub. I think that was actually and, Scott painted the walls with her. And, <laughs> and, and, then, and Biz, Biz had his girlfriend on his shoulders and she had a roller and was painting the the, the top of the walls. So so she she was part of this experience of making this happen. Yes. So, Krista, wherever you are. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but also, um, screw you for what, <laughs> what was to come for the next decade, but you did regardless, regardless, <laughs> uh, it's neither, neither here nor there or anywhere. Um, but, yeah, go on. uh, so biz, uh, he had a younger brother who had his own group of friends, two parents, a couple of people here, a couple of people there sold zero tickets. So I'm just like, Biz, you got to, you know, be able to sell a ticket or whatever. And then Calvin, I, if I remember correctly, sitting across the table from him, good man, man, Biz, you can't even sell one ticket. And that man threw up the middle finger. He goes, oh, oh, fuck you, Calvin. Fuck you. Fuck you. And then I, at the head of the table, try to go. I'm like, Biz, calm down. And just if you're watching this in video form and if you're not, Go to Mind of the Meanies YouTube page to watch just this this one segment in around forty five minutes because he then throws up the other arm directed towards me and, and he's, he's in the just, middle he's in the he's, he's in, in the, the middle, middle side of a long table with everyone around him yes so he's got one middle finger one arm stretched forward at Calvin going fuck you and then to me another arm stretched completely out to his right and he is now and then everyone's like Biz calm down and so he is now pivoting his body without moving his arms like like he's just pivoting at the waist like, fuck you fuck you fuck you and just man had I, I just can't do it i just can't do it fuck you guys no fuck you guys i just can't do it um uh was that was that the first time we fired him yeah maybe ah he'd probably been fired a bunch of times by the end like that would be uh, such a great vignette today oh done. be amazing done, you know done right uh Meanie Tunes presents, um, but uh, no, I mean, look, it, it, it's it's what happened. Um, he reminds me so much, like, uh, well, that's a story for another time. Um, 
As she's quoting. I mean, someone. we we definitely there were there, throughout there were always there was always tensions. Josh, you you and I had a had a falling the, out the night before the the first show and a few other times. Like, coined a, there, coined it, a good phrase. Ninety eight percent. Well, there, well, well oh, what happened was. Fr- yeah, yeah, that one stuck for a while. Explain why why but, he's ninety eight percent. Okay, that, but 98... that had to do with the that actually had to do with the audio that yes. we that you wanted you wanted a solution to recording the commentary by the time of the show, and it was the night before, and I had not solved the problem. Yet. And, and I was, I was there, like, I'm done. and, and I'm, I'm, I'm the proverbial I'm Vince McMahon. It's not goddamn pal. We need you to you know, and I'm, so I'm basically at the uh, God damn it. I need my I need audio. You know, and Fred and Fred. I, I don't know if it was based on just like, cause you weren't liking the uh, cut of my jib, so to speak, how I was being very, you know, so you kind yeah. of were like, kind of like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to do it. Kind of threw your hands up. The 98% is not as offensive as it would come to be perceived as yeah. what I was actually saying was you have done 98%. Like you've done so much work just, you know, like the old happy Gilmore, like there's your home, go to your home. Your bags are packed. You know, you have your ticket. Go home, but um, I was I was tired and preparing for the next day, which is which has to do with the something the that staged sh- right and, and something that. that should be noted about Fred too about him being tired. We've talked a lot about the video editing I was doing, but at this show, Fred yeah. was doing all the videos. Fred had edited all of the all the original videos all fell on Fred, so he I had not touched right. any yeah, video yeah, editing at that point. And yeah, you two you, you filmed storylines. Yeah, I mean, I was filming, so yeah, I was more on the producing end of it and doing the storyline stuff like that. And I was also the promoter. I was dealing with the building. Yeah. I was dealing oh, with the yeah. you know the, the license and and the right. insurance at, at that, and running the ring. It, and it, it definitely changed, but at that point, the entire production was was under my was you, yeah. Sort of. So yeah. I mean, that's another thing. When I say he's doing ninety eight percent, it's not like I said you know Fred go get an extension cord and do something with the audio, and he only did the extension. Fred had created all of this stuff we're talking about of what set us apart was was Fred's brainchild, and then he physically created it, be it the entrance videos or the stage. Um, so I just want to say it's nice after two decades to finally. Uh, Get the compliments of my work. Oh, no, well, I'll cut that out. Um, but uh, no, but so Fred, so Fred had this idea. I think Calvin and you had said before, like, did we just spitball it out? But I think it was your idea, Fred. I think you were like, I think I can do this. I think we can, we can have it. Well, we I think you were like, we, we need to have, there was a whole lot of like, we need to have a stage. We had the space. I'm trying to, I don't really remember. I mean, it's just something that I thought would be cool to do. Um, and I, were you like, always oh, there. we could just go to Home Depot and do it? Home Depot. And you have to remember, yeah, yeah. too, like, we were in college. We had a lot of time on our hands. This is, this is what it like, was. This is, I, I remember what it was. We were doing the TWF office, and I had, I'm sure somebody has seen this, the, those orange Home Depot books. Like, it's probably all digital now, but, like, where you would. You would yeah, you, if memory serves, you had the Canadian version. I think I did, yeah. Yes, because I because I I inherited that book from you and was just like, oh, that's not a measurement I'm familiar with. And uh, what are some of these words? They're English, but they don't wire an outlet. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Oh, we can Um, tell that story when you killed me. (laughs) So we were I was using that book as a reference because there were no YouTube videos showing you how to do construction or any of that kind of stuff. And 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 in it, they talked about building a deck like an outside deck deck and and you can get these various joist hangers and all these other things and i was reading through that and i was like you know 
we could basically build a deck and that will be our stage. So that's, <laughs> I now, I now have a guide that's going to tell me what to do. And we did have, um, you know, on the other side of where my office was, we had this massive storage unit. And now correct me if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. the first stage, first iteration of say. it, the screen for the projector was part of the stage itself, right? Was it framed out? Yeah. Uh, like a no, no. So, so this is this is the thing. No. So, so I came up with this idea to you to build a deck, but that didn't happen until later. I then came up because I had no idea what I was doing. I decided that I wanted to build these boxes that were going to be like like walls that they were going to be framed out and with a bunch of studs and then they're going to come together and there was there were two boxes two big cubes sort of and then next to that was like another wall and and that extended wall was what the screen yeah. was attached and to and part it. of that too of having these multiple boxes was we had this massive uh storage unit but we were also doing the show 45 minutes away right. from that storage unit so it was how so, do so, we right. build this and then how do we bring it and then how that, do we right. build so, it that morning that was a know. big part of it was so, so that it came so the boxes would i, I actually marked up i, I had a, a i think like a sharpie and i marked mm -hmm. up the the joints like where every point would connect and numbered them all so that we took it down to the individual sides of the cubes the these framed walls and that's what we transported and rebuilt yeah and uh but I, it was i gotta say that was one of the one of my best memories of that time was building the stage in the uh, storage unit. And the first time we like walked up on the stage, once yeah. it had been painted and everything and, you know, like um, was just. So, so I mean, one of the funny things about that though, is that we did not design it with, with rear stairs in the original stage. If no. you recall, um, no, we, we never not. gave any consideration to how people would get up onto the stage so I, I just had like we originally obviously we you know we thought about the ramp and i ended up i ended up building a ramp later on for kevin matthews years later which yes. uh, which was not not a good idea uh stairs were a much better way to go they loved but, it uh, i mean you, you'd ask him it took a lot of work the days yes. that i was there and then i think days and days after but um but we had stairs in the front we did not have any stairs in the back and i believe at the show we had like we had the piggyback like a step each other. ladder Didn't or we? something. Was <laughs> well, some sort of, just like a, like a step ladder or some kind of? I think it was. Like it, yeah, it, I think it, we just... it, it, it was literally like one of those little white, yeah, two and a half foot. You, you That's right. Open up, yeah, like, uh, step stool things. It was just like, like the a little household, yeah, household step yeah, ladder. Like, like for... you need to get down a dish from the high cabinet. Yes, which, which isn't meant for certain professional wrestlers. Oh, we're gonna well, get to. That, we'll get to so, that in a moment. Well, that, so so the, the the thing with the stage. So we 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 spent a, a considerable amount of money considering we had none, and yeah. we rented the Home Depot truck, which Calvin was the only one old enough to drive the truck. Yes, and and drove all this lumber to uh, to our office, and we built it over over uh, I guess about a a week or so, and yeah. then we had to break it all apart and and transport it to the show and. Um, and people really loved it, but it was, it was difficult to maneuver. It was, it was kind of narrow and very, very tall. And, um, and it was, it was what it was. So, so we, the other problem with it too, was that we built it in one place and then moved it somewhere else. And when we reassembled it, the floor was, I assumed their floor was level and our storage room floor was not. 
So now the the stage wasn't level, and uh, so, so we, had, we had stairs. To... The stairs are put because we didn't. Way. Like I guess <laughs> that's we, right. We, we had to do the stairs on, the wrong way on, because the on. stage was so tall. He, yeah, the stairs. <laughs> yes. Imagine a steep hill with maybe a couple. It seemed like a couple inches to actually put your feet down. That that's what it felt like going down the stairs. So going so down what, the stairs, you, it's ama- it's amazing that no one. Landed high and tight. So this, this is, you want you want a high up stage because you want it to be impressive. The whole point of right. it is that the wrestler comes out and everybody can see them from from however far back they are. That they're right. up high, above the crowd. The problem with that is that in 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 that case in two thousand two, the stairs needed to be very steep. So we had to flip the deck stairs and create this like really so not up to code of, thing. Instead of it's, instead of like this, the same like well this. the same yeah. the same problem presented itself with the ramp for pro wrestling syndicate many years later and i don't know if those videos are still on youtube you can find many many famous wrestling stars looking down and trying not to trip as they walk down that <laughs> ramp because unless you built we, we we built it out 16 feet which was long which we thought was long enough but unless you built it about 40 feet you were not going to have a gradual right descent from that from that high up stage so yeah. that's it's, that's I, the problem again though that's the the I mean, we can laugh at the lunacy of some of this stuff, but we can also look at the impressive nature of how far we were able to get without any true knowledge. Because, again, we talk about things... Or anyone you know, breaking their neck. Or anyone breaking their neck. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about the video editing stuff. None of us ever had any training on that. Oh, right. uh, you talk about building this stuff. You know, you read a book and taught yourself how to do this stuff. And... Um, but so we ended up getting this stage and on that stage, you know, it was really cool. We, we, we went to, uh, it was either uh, Sam's ass or uh, Sam, Sam Ash music. I think it was, or it was yeah, guitar yeah. center. I think it was Sam Ash though, where we got like, the lights in, uh, Frank, and the smoke. At, uh, Franklin Mills yeah. mall, right. Or whatever they call it now. I don't know. And uh, so we got like these flashing lights for Mangles entrance and, and some cool stuff. It, it really, it really was a cool production all things considered when you really looked at, at, at how none of us had any business creating something as good as what we created. Um, and I mean, God, you had the, uh, it all began with like this, this, uh, video zooming into this tombstone with the old TWF logo and then exploding or splintering as tombstones would. Um, and this, it took how many hours to render, like twelve hours, like twelve hours yeah. to render and this all, very low rendered useless. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that 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 was bring business I mean, family into this. But that was also part of, along with the with the forcing the the TWF letters into it. And everything to us, it was the same TWF, which was I don't know if it was necessarily detrimental to anything that we were doing, but it, I don't it, think it, it mattered. Wasn't, it wasn't necessary. We felt that it was so important to to connect the dots of everything that was that opening video was to say this, this is what you're about to see is this a continuation of the same thing you saw back in 1999. And you have to remember for for us, it was the greatest night of our, our lives at that point. And everyone loved it. We went out on such a high note because the other show got canceled that we, we, I think there was this like, 
you know what the people have been waiting for for the last three years? The return of the TWF. And now we're like, but right. no one was waiting for it except for us. No, and, we, were, we were popping ourselves with that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So we go, so we got to the show and since this episode was about the stage and apparently about, um, about back from yeah, the end. Yeah. Um, we can, we can, uh, how, how much, how much uh, time do we have left to get much. into that? We got a little bit of time. Uh, if Mangle has to leave, that's no, we got, <laughs> we have a, uh, that's no, we 10 can, minutes. We'll, uh, yeah, I think we'll wrap. We'll, 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 10 minutes of our highlights of, uh, back from beyond. Yeah. 10 minutes from the 10, 10 minutes of, uh, of, uh, highlights of back from beyond. Um, so the 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 day started with you know we ran in the ring it was the exact same ring from beyond the grave we got it from Afa Wild Simone Training Center now I had trained with Afa prior to this show now so I had a really good relationship but last minute for whatever case I got or, you know got a phone call from Afa they aren't going to be able to make it because the uh, their like extra uh, truck broke down to carry the um, to carry the the guardrail, yeah, to carry the guardrail, and if we don't have the guardrail, uh, you know, it was like we'd need to pay an extra like hundred dollars or something. Um, and what I should have been like was just like, hey, we don't need guardrail. Who cares? But to me, I was like, well, we need this guardrail. We need it. We need. And again, that was a, this this inflated sense of what it was. We needed this guardrail. Uh, John Brody, lukewarm John Brody, paid out of pocket. Because uh, he said, what money did we have? You know, Brody spotted 100 bucks for that. Uh, Brody also bought those tables uh, for our, our triple threat match but um, of me and Mangle and Brody. But uh, we, we kicked the night off with a couple. With, with I did a promo. Um, and uh, as Mangle liked to point out, I at one point said Pennsylvania um, instead of Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, nerves can get to you. It happens. Uh, Matt Mangle had nerves of his own as he cut a promo uh, talking about, um, I don't know what the hell he said. And then he, like, forgot one of his things. So he's, like, talking. He's like, oh, oh, wait, no, 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 wait, no, no. I almost forgot. Sorry. I was almost trying forgot. to make it seem more realistic because we had 17 pages. Huh. No, no, and it, no, was to- and it was told to us that it must be down to the oh, letter. No, like, you didn't oh, have oh, you didn't oh, have a written yeah. script. So, Matt Mangos so pontificating. He runs it today. Much, much like WWE today, sir. So. No, that man, Matt Mangle had his own, we, he had bullet points. That man had bullet points and he forgot oh. the bullet point about Damian Ali. I have the promo and I have our match. And I you have read it yourself. the packet. It's upstairs in the attic that you gave me. Well, I think everybody's going to want to see it on the next Talking With Friends. I have it up there. All right. Well, you better get it out of the attic. Along this this the, better not be like uh, a Tony Schiavone and the six-man tag team title that's been in his attic for the last three years that he won't keeps promising Conrad he's going to get it out. It's covered in dog hair. This next is time, you gotta, Angle, we got to see the promo. Next time, Angle, I want to see this promo, this written promo. Now, I don't know if you have a written promo. I know that there was a written match because you, me, and Brody got together. I'm pretty sure. You, me, and Brody got together with a written spot by spot match because yeah, not that. only did we have next to no experience, but it was a triple threat. Um and uh always is such an easy, easy match to start off with, Josh. Yeah, right. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> well it was pretty simple. I didn't wanna I didn't want to take the pin. Well I should have um, <laughs> just fallen down the stairs taking myself out for the first part of the match and laid there and then I think you, the Well I think you did. We super kicked you. Well, we did a double super kick and sent yeah. you out oh, the uh I was, we should, I was, we I was looking for the stairs on the other side. <laughs> and, 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 
it's worth mentioning because uh, Mangle's role in this that that one of the things we decided in between versions of our company um, because uh, Dorian was was not around anymore. He was off fighting a war. Um, yeah. And uh, so Matt wasn't going to be part of a tag team anymore. And we decided. And that's not a joke. Dorian was actually, he had Dorian joined. Literally. The, yeah. Yes, in the army. He was in the army. Um, and we did not have Big Papa at that point. Who right? had been our so big star in uh, our big star. In the previous So we, need, we needed a new star and we needed a new, a new baby face to, to oppose Josh and his, his gang. Yeah. So, um, so Matt was the guy and, and, and Matt also that as part, as I guess as all, as we were all becoming really close friends, Matt stepped into the role that Noah had previously served also as sort yeah. of the right hand man to like help get everything together. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that's a, yeah. Cause in the, in the old one, Noah really was like the, they my second on everything like, and Mangle really did take over that, that role of coming up with a lot of the stuff. So, um, and again, that goes back to our feelings. So we, we had the Pennsylvania title tournament that night. Yes. And that, that kind of goes back to what our issue was, which was we were nervous about putting the world title on these new indie guys that we didn't know. Yep. We had Scott Fowler. We had Kevin Matthews. We had Blind Rage, which was like, think, uh, think Darby Allen, but with no talent. And uh, we had <laughs> no uh, the one... We, yeah, we had the one, uh, the one Andy only, who uh, was good for uh, curling up in fetal position uh, when. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, that's that's true though, Mangle. What you're pointing out. No, he always had one eye on the door, making sure nobody was uh, coming. But no, Andy. So we put the title on the one Andy only. Uh, we had Bill Bain. Bill Bain last seen as. Uh, um, uh, what was he? One of the conquistadors on Raw. He was the conquistador that everyone thought was right. going to be Kurt Angle. That was Bill Bain. Yeah. Uh, this was his the, first match he ever had was at our show. We decided that we wanted to keep, for the time being, we were going to keep the world title in-house and the yeah. Pennsylvania title, we were going to experiment with giving to, to an indie worker that we didn't know. And, but we chose Andy only because he had been working for WXW, for AFA, yeah. We didn't know that he was still sort of kind of a student and had been doing some spots on the show while still not a graduate. Yeah, I think but the word you're looking for was the shits, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, but he took the so he took this this booking though. Um, and he also had his brother, the Bronx Bomber. Yes, the Bronx Bomber doesn't age well. Not a, yeah, I believe he was our, our, our first no show. You said doesn't age, doesn't age, age well. I'll remind you, this is February 2002, okay? Yep. New York this had is, a situation in 2001. Yeah, about five months earlier, New York had had a, a wee bit of a thing. It was on September 11th. Um, and so we were not thrilled about this Bronx Bomber name, and I I, I don't know. I he did us a favor. Gonna, yeah, he did us a favor by by uh, canceling the night before because he was having, like, personal demons or something. Right. Uh, not the yep. first time that we dealt with that crap. But... Um, so that was last minute we decided, well, what, what are we going to do? And I hopped on a call, I want to say, with Andrew Sagan. I, I, wanna, I think I was on the phone with Andrew. Um, Andrew Sagan, who had been and later would return as Vortex, um, the thorn in, in Punch Fresh's side. Um, God, their rubber match in Vegas was amazing. But that's a, that's a story <laughs> for another time. Um, but... Uh, 
so I was on the phone with him kind of talking about it. Like, I think just kind of venting about like what to do. And I had this Mexican luchador mask uh, that Bill Apter gave me for my high school graduation. Um, it was a really like cheap nothing mask. Like it wasn't like a high quality one. And it was definitely like a child's mask. Like it was way too small, uh, but it was fun. It was cool. And I'm like, well, we've got this. Like, what can we do? And we came up with this idea. And I don't know that it was me and Andrew that came up with the idea. I know Andrew, I was on the phone with Andrew when it came up with the, with the name. We decided that we would have Kevin Matthews, uh, who we kind of saw as like the, the biggest star because he had done like a, a, I don't know, he had done like some sort the of- Funkin' um, Dojo. Funkin' Dojo I mean, or something. something, yeah. Something like that. So we saw, and, and I mean- in. It's easy to argue that he became the biggest star of of all of them. Sure. You know, he's under developmental deal. And of course, his time in Impact Wrestling, um, and now everything that he's doing uh, with WrestlePro. Um, but uh, we had this idea: who's too cocky, Kevin Matthews? We'll call him El Cocky, and uh, you know, the cock. And that uh, was basically what we were going with. But he would be El Cocky, and the idea was he would wear this mask. Um, but the joke was he would wear his Kevin Matthews gear with a giant right, KM right. I mean, on it. No, no attempt to hide who he has. No attempt was. to hide it. And so the idea, which I actually think we all, and I don't know who came up with this or whatever, but I think we came up with a pretty good way of backing it up was we had him lose in the first round so that right. his ma- the next first round match, um, he came, or maybe it was like two later, he came back out. As El Kake, perfect story. He's a heel. He's trying to do anything he can to stay in the tournament. Um, and I don't know if it was first round second or whatever it was, he was El Kake. Uh, El Kake would go on to become one of our most beloved characters. Um, Kevin really sold it with his little like uh, La Parca walk to the ring. And, um, yep. and it became something people loved. And then Fred created the... Greatest entrance video of all time, <laughs> which I don't think we even have a copy of. Oh, um, man. I'm sure like you can see it. Ma- and like- Mangle, you have the videos of some of these events that have like screenshots of the entrance video in that's, there. That's another box I got I to gotta drop Yeah, off you got to go box. in your attic, man. Um, yeah. But, uh, but no, so the... Uh, but El Kake came out to um, uh, Informer... Um, Spanish, Spanish. The Spanish version. version. Matt, was that your right. doing... I had I had I had some random DVD with all kinds of stuff and that was on there. So yeah, so you came up with that idea, which was amazing. Um, but, CD, uh, not a DVD. Sorry. CD. Yeah, but it was amazing, uh, if you will, Mangle. Can't believe you forgot that one. Um, but, um, but no. So Kevin Matthews, we were all excited about this, except for the fact that he screwed up his knee. And barely worked at all the entire night. But, he, but you know what? He was entertaining as hell. He was never in the yeah, ring. Entertaining. But, uh, but he was around there. He was very, very entertaining. And Kevin, uh, Kevin proceeded to work with us for uh, the remainder of our run through 2003. Sure. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, he was also responsible for bringing in some of our other talent later yeah, on. Yeah, Danny DeManto, uh, Drew Blood. Uh, we'll get into all kinds of stories. Hayden and Cage. This. We'll oh, talk man. about them. And, you know, that's yeah. that's another yeah. time. But. I, yeah, to wrap, to wrap it up, is there anything else? I mean, we can tell a lot of things. but uh, Yeah, Frank uh, Talent. Uh, yes. So, that's so a the, whole other episode, state, too. The State Athletic Commission was there and was very unhappy about some of our choices of, of entrance music. And It was uh, uh, Big Lou came out to well, yeah. um, 
what song? What was it? Big Pimpin. Big Pimp. Big Pimpin. Right. And the first bad. like five words are all like f bomb or well, yeah, worse, yeah, worse yeah. than that. Um, so we 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 got had some heat with the state, and then um, but Rock and Rebel was there as oh a, as a, an apprentice sort of of the state athletic commission, and he uh, told us that that if we doing something him, illegal, he wasn't an apprentice; he was doing something illegal. If if we went through him, uh, he would arrange that 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 the state athletic representative would no longer attend our shows. Yeah. So. Which didn't really, but that was down the line. Cause he was there. Cause there was definitely that time. Oh, yeah, uh, TWF Inferno yeah. where our yep. poor mom was stuck in the uh, ticket booth the, with Frank talent with no, uh, with no, yeah, no deodorant, but story for another time. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess that's yeah. the story. Um, but uh, no, but we should also say uh, rock and rebel uh, piece of shit. Uh, that's uh, yeah, there'll be a lot more of that i'm sure to, there'll be a lot yeah. but i just want to make sure if anyone oh. knows the rock and rebel and knows his story especially how his story ended and is thinking yeah. to themselves oh these guys were buddies with the rebel nope. no no we no. had the displeasure of working with him too many times uh which was our fault and necessity i guess uh and good, just not yeah. truly yeah. knowing everything about him but yet uh not a good person uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but um, to kind of put a bow on this on this show, um, it was a it was an interesting night. Uh, Mangle Brody and I had a, a stiff, ugly match, and I don't mean Martin ugly Burger. in the sense that it, it was it was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible match. Um, I my my back was like I had been having some back issues because I'd had a neck issue, um, and I was having some back issues. It turns out, though, that you should exercise if you want to be a pro wrestler. Uh, I wasn't doing that and uh, because I still had the mindset of I didn't really work out very much when I was in high school. I was on the wrestling team and stuff, but, you know, it was a different, you know, I was a younger guy, so I was carrying a little extra weight, uh, and my back basically kind of like almost like spasmed a little bit throughout the match and was just very uncomfortable Um it was just bad, man. It was it was a bad, bad match. Uh, one that I am proud to say, Matt and I took it upon ourselves when we found when fate led to us uh, wrestling uh, two months later. The the match that Mangle has a picture on a shirt. Two um, out of three falls, we two, redeemed ourselves. Two out of three falls, and I will say one of the best ring. matches that we ever had. Much better, um, much better ring. Much better ring, and I think we really proved ourselves. I got a haircut that helped a lot, um, and uh, it was. But it was it was so, a cool. It was a cool show yeah. in general. Um, yeah, we'll get. Uh, I was going to say that uh, like we'll we'll pick up uh, where we, next time where we went from there, and a little little story about uh, a not so little man. Uh, yes. named Mark Mest, who who oh, is is one, one of our absolute favorite people that yes. we yes. we interacted with along the way. But and, you did uh, not take into account when you built that stage. No, Mark. Well, yeah, that that's no. that's that's do, story for next time. Everybody, do yourselves a favor. Here's your homework before the next talking with friends. Google Mean Mark Mest, and uh, and if that isn't I, enough to make you tune in for episode three of Talking with Friends, I don't I don't know what is. Um, but yeah, we're going to know what story. shirt you got to be wearing next time. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. Um, but yeah, this was a fun show. A little trip down memory lane again. I like this format. Uh, eventually we'll run out of some stuff to talk about and we'll just, 
We'll just no, chat we in general. But this was uh, no, there's a lot. Um, but this was a fun show. Uh, final thoughts, everybody on on uh, on back from beyond. Fred, I think it was. I think it was um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 Matt, no Matt, 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 you begin. Uh, it was it was an interesting experience. Uh, the build up to it uh, seemed like it was ten years because of the the hiatus, if you mm -hmm. will, not the hiatal hernia, but that'll be next week. But, yeah, we'll talk about um, him later. The <laughs> the hiatus that we were on, you know, we were psyched. This was our WrestleMania. Yep. We had in our minds that we were going to get a hundred thousand people. Obviously, we fell slightly short of that. Yep. But um, the two out of three falls match was a great experience. You learn more when you fail than you do when you succeed. So Agreed. I, um, I thought I broke my nose in the first minute of that match, which kind of just totally, I was seeing stars. Yep. So there goes our pre-written match out the window. Yes. Uh, the ring, if you want to know what it felt like, uh, go outside, uh, not on the sidewalk, but go in the middle of the street uh, <laughs> and take a bump. Um, that's softer. Um, <laughs> and um, not to mention... Uh, you know, the boys in the back, this is our first experience with them. We, yeah, I mean, so right. this, it's a whole, this can be a whole hundred episode thing. Yeah. But just talking anyway, about the one. It was night, a great experience. Worst um, ring mats ever outside the ring. Right. They were exactly. like bunchy. You like, couldn't walk on them. It was like walking on a, like, Horrible. yeah, it was, it was really weird. They like it's bunched saran wrap or something, but yeah, yeah. So it was a great experience. We had fun. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, I, was I think we were, we were, we were, we were positive about it. I think it yeah. we were disappointed in the turnout. Um, I think we were happy that the way everything we did was received um, in in the from the crowd and from the the people in the back. And um, for me, it was it was it was a very different experience because I think I think maybe while things were getting set up, I think I stepped into the ring just for shits and giggles one time, but mm -hmm. I, I had nothing to do with the actual product out in front of the audience. I was I was yeah. behind the scenes the entire night. It was very different. It would be almost a year before that would change. Uh, Calvin Tan, your thoughts on that night? I think the, I think, I think we did great with the production. Um, I think the wrestling itself was lacking, but I think we lacking, you know, but also really way that. better than it had been in the past this, because this we had true. trained people. people. That, that's, that is, that is true. Um, and just thinking back, it's like, it's kind of like, I can't believe we pulled it off. Yeah. Like all the different things that we attempted to do and then true. actually did. Um, and we didn't think much of it. We were, we were just like, Hey, this is a great idea. Let's, let's do it. And then we found a way to do it. And that was basically our twenties, right? Like our early twenties. It's just, you know, yeah. while other people would be hanging out doing other things, we, we were, this is what we would talk book about. It, and then a wrestling to do company. It. Yeah. 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 We definitely, um, lived a unique life. Uh, back oh, yeah. then, and thanks to everybody who tunes in, we get to revisit that every so often. Um, if you have not yet, make sure that you subscribe to all of us on social media. I'm at Sosa Chernoff. Uh, Fred is at Frederick Chernoff. Frederick? Or is it Fred? Frederick. Frederick Chernoff. Uh, Calvin is on Instagram. Go follow him on Instagram. All right, he's at Underground Magi on Twitter, but Instagram, he is Calvin Tan Magic. Calvin Tan Magic and Matt Mangle, of course, at Mangle Strength on Twitter. Uh, you want to go check that out too. If you haven't yet, uh, subscribe to Matt's YouTube channel. We've uh, we got a few more on there. We're we're starting to really build it up, and we want to see it 
Uh, we want to see him get that hundred subscribers so that he can get that uh, that URL, which yes. allows him to then just promote the hell out of it and, and get all the eyeballs that, uh, that he would deserves be on it. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Um, That's another episode right there. Yes. Uh, But that is this episode. This episode is done. Uh, Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. And make sure to tune in uh, to the next talk with friends. I kind of already said that. Oh, I know what I want to tell you to do. Go. Oh, working a match. Go subscribe right now. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, hit the like, hit subscribe, hit that little bell, because that's going to let you know the next time Talking With Friends is here to entertain you. For Matt Mangle, for Calvin Tan, for Fred Chernoff, I'm Josh Chernoff, and we will see you next time.